Okay, so here's Azeroth Coast to Coast. Chilling. Damn, that's a sweet podcast, you might say. Topical. So, ruling out us melting down, forgetting to wake up, Gavril leaving, our graphics cards exploding, we're definitely going to record a show. Okay, so basically, we have Kevin, Chris, Elby, Seth, Vil, Kerry, Nat, and Gavril that have been on the show. Gav's been here more than anyone else. Wh- whatever. Anyway, one day, we decide those Kevin sons of bitches are going to be here. So we sent a talkie invite to Kevin. While it was in his inbox, Kevin was like, shit, shit, who the fuck is inviting us? And Chris is like, shit, guys, the invites are coming. Set a status to have line. But I'm a tired. We'll have a nap. But remember to set a status. Meanwhile, our listeners are on the show prep channel like WTF, mate. LB7 will ignore our desperate pleas for guests to fill time. So now we're sending invites everywhere, hoping for a response. Gary's like, please don't at me. That's like about that time, eh, folks? Righto. Now Gav is like, fuck, I'm a dumbass, it's Friday. Meanwhile, country shoutouts are like, what's going on, eh? Our listeners are like, WTF, mate. Blizzard Watch is laughing at us. Darkmoon Herald is like, fuck that, I went out gracefully. So okay, now we've got the shill of an episode, and everyone is late, except our listeners, who are still like, WTF, mate. But they'll stop listening, so fucking wonderful people. But assuming we actually post a show, those Californians just have to worry about the show going up before noon, because who would want to listen to us in the morning? The end! Not happy with the last line. Not happy with the last line at all. Do you want to redo it? <laughs> no, no, I'm just not happy with the last line. I couldn't figure out anything better when I was writing the intro either that fit in with the <laughs> with the animation. Do another five seconds so I can cut that. No, I'm not. Hi guys, how are y'all doing? Hi. Hey chicken, jelly bean. No, all of this stays in. Just because, just to show how bad we are at our jobs, our our hobby jobs. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say, no. I get paid for my job. This is not a job. There's no payment. This is amateur podcasting at its best. Yep. This is this is this is high class podcasting. This is uh, some uh, Olympics uh, level. I can't think of a podcast that uh, makes money. Pod Save America, maybe. I don't know. One of the NPR podcasts. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we got most everybody here today. Most of us Yay. are here. I mean, we had Chris, and then we lost Chris. Yeah, we don't know where Chris is. Chris will be back at some point eventually, but we kind of decided we had to do it and start the show up at some point. <clears throat> so, hmm. how have y'all been recently? How's, how, how, how's things been? Um, things have been good. All right. Well, that's good to hear. So uh, I guess we'll just go ahead and uh, jump right into the last two weeks. Uh, Chris, how have your last two weeks been? Oh, not 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 bad. Uh, work and not much gaming, but we're uh, rating. Uh, we're twelve twelve on normal and uh, six twelve on heroic. So uh, we're, we're we're making progress. That was the most non-Scottish voice ever. Yeah, I know. I know. I just want to piss him off and see how he likes wow. it. 
Oh my god. Oh yeah, I just want to see how pissed off he gets about the terrible non-Scottish accent he got. It wasn't even an attempt at an accent. No, like it was just like... It was a bad northern accent is what it was. Hmm. So Nath, you put stuff in. How was your last two weeks? Um... So I realized that I hadn't actually gotten around to starting the D3 season, which is going to be closing imminently. So I've been working oh, yeah. on that and on the PC and Witcher 3 on console. And I've got Monster Hunter World in my cart on Steam. I just need to pull the trigger and actually hit by now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um... Now, I will tell you, I actually got almost all the way through the D3 season. I think I'm on the last stage. So if you do need some help with anything, just give me a holler. Oh, yes, please. I'm going to be playing it more after we finish this, actually. I've got... I'm up to champion. So I've got the last four that I've got to finish. But I've got, like, bits and pieces of all of them done. Yeah, I got through... I think I only had, like, two... I think I had conquests were what I needed to finish up. Basically, what I had to finish up for my uh, to finish up the seasonal journey completely was just the conquests. Well, I conveniently have a puzzle ring and three cat levels, so that's an easy conquest for one of them. Yeah, avarice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, Kevin, how's your two weeks been, buddy? Wow. So, guess what happened? Like, like I started playing you. World of Warcraft again. Wow, you dumb bastard. Yeah. It's um we'll get into it more in the topic later, but um it's very interesting jumping back in after not playing for a while and trying to actually gear up. Um huh? some of it tedious, some of it fun, lots of interesting things happen because I did PvP with our friend Elby. Um, <laughs> very, very interesting stuff. The the I think the highlight of the week was after you get 10 kills in Nashatar, you get the ability to change factions to help Nazoth, and then you can kill people on your own faction. So oh my god, yes, please. That's amazing. So, so it's, um, uh, what was it? Um, Burning Brand from Timeless Isle? I'm sure it had some... Yeah, LB said too that it happened in a previous expansion as well. It, it was Timeless Isle, yeah. Yep. So, um, yeah. So, like, you have to get ten same faction kills without dying in order to get a toy and a title. Maybe LB can. Okay. So it's literally just it's literally just the timeless Isle one again. Okay. Yeah. So, what? But what we found out was you can turn off war mode, and then go to a non PvP server and just wreck face. Just like kill tons of unassuming same faction players. Like you walk up, I mean, your character looks like a shadowy figure, but Mm -hmm. you're still like a gnome or whatever, you know, race you are. So like we just found people who were just solo doing dailies to get to grind Najatar rep uh, for flying and just like run up to them, like wave and then just murder them. Wow. You are the worst (laughs) fucking people. So that, well, wow. that was me. And then LB started to like get a conscious about it. And he was like, we shouldn't be doing this. Let's go find horde characters. And I'm like, this is the only time we have, you get like an hour. 
This is the only time we have to kill people of our same faction. I'm going to kill as many people as possible. And like, we just, you know, like, I'm pretty sure we killed a husband and wife team too. Cause like they were named the same. They had like similar names and they were just like sitting there farming something and like just ran up behind them and murdered them. Wow. You are the worst people. (laughs) Oh, and the other thing is, is since they're on your same faction, you can pull up the who list. You can like see who's on your cert on that zone. You can invite them to groups. So you can just like invite somebody to a group and then like find them on the map and go murder them. I mean, it's it's amazing. Wow, you all are terrible fucking people. And <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty so certain someone has decided they are just gonna quit it, the game because of you. Good job. I'm, oh my god, this is and, everything. I need to do this. Yeah. And I reported it as a bug to Blizzard because like I don't think you're supposed to be able to turn off war mode. I think you have to keep war mode on. Um, LB says this is mostly Kevin. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I have reported this to Blizzard, so hopefully they can fix it. Um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> just like going into a non-PVP zone and just like murdering someone who's just randomly doing a murder world quest and like they don't have PVP on, they're not expecting it. It's just, it was amazing. Yeah, does I can only assume that you liked to pin squirrels to the ground too as a child. No, I played with fire. That's what I did. Okay, but um, yeah. So okay, I am zero percent surprised by him saying that sentence is that, that bad. <laughs> that was that was the most fun I had in the past two weeks, honestly. And then the second most fun we had to kill twenty five people when we were in the Mr. Pandaria zone. That has the Nazoth thing. <clears throat> I forget what zone that's called. Uh, Veil of Eternal Blossom, I think. Mm-hmm. Veil of Eternal Blossom. Okay. So we were looking for people to, you have to kill 25 Horde. It takes forever. There's like nobody there. So mm, yeah. what we ended up doing was going to the turn in area. And you can, like, the turn in area is the same for both factions. Mm-hmm. So, like, we ran into that area. And if you attack someone in the turn in area, the guards come on you and, you know, Guards mm-hmm. keep mm-hmm. spawning and keep spawning and keep spawning oh, until you die. <laughs> yeah. So we just got like um Ew, multiple wee. we just got like twenty-five different guards at one point because I was healing LB and he was staying alive. So there was up to there was twenty-five guards chasing us and finally they killed b- both of us. But yeah, so like we just zerged people in the turn-in area to get our final kills and like other alliance players who were doing the same thing they were just like fuck it and joined in (laughs) so we had like three or four people just like zerging horde characters while they were trying to turn in their quests (laughs) it was um yeah it was pretty fun so i think the the you know the moral of the story here is turn on war mode don't be so scared of it it led to some very interesting and hilarious situations. No, and no, Kevin. The moral of the story here is, is you are fucking evil. <laughs> you ruined other people's enjoyment of the game. The whole like, dude, straight up evil. Look, no, no. Blizzard made me do it. I'll tell you why. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. One of my essences was locked behind 500 conquest points. So like you instead of like battlegrounds, well, instead of doing battlegrounds or running endless arenas, you we just decided to do these option. quests. Yes. You came up we with the mass evil. murder option. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, the the only you're thing that I really killer. feel bad about was like when you're on the the um Veil of Eternal Blossoms and what is that Nazoth thing called where it's like it's got like a purple area on the map. We were doing that. The is it invasion? Probably. So, yeah, we're doing the invasion. And there's like one horde character soloing the final boss of the invasion and like got it halfway killed and then we killed him. <laughs> So wow. he'd have to do it all over again. You are, yeah. Fuck that, you, dude. That felt bad. Like because it fuck you. It takes like ass. a solid half an hour to do that, and then you get to the final boss and then die. Yeah, you 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 are a fucking terrible human being. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, but the thing is, is that you can get ranked points by doing those things by just like going out in the world and killing people so like if you're worried about having to do a bunch of battlegrounds or doing a bunch of arenas and you don't like doing those activities there's easily there's easily ways to do that by just doing world pvp Mm -hmm. yeah you all are fucking monsters what what you did kevin is not world pvp (laughs) (laughs) what was it then evil (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, the that was a video presented evil. to you by Brazzers, is what that was, Kevin. <laughs> that is not evil. It's oh, in the game. I, I think even Brazzers would be like too softcore for what whoa, he did. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Clever use of game That's way too much, bro. Oh God, damn it! We cleverly um, used game mechanics to kill people of our own faction. Yep. Uh, so my two weeks. Um, <laughs> I've mostly just been playing Monster Hunter. Shitload of Monster Hunter. Um, um, and I played a bit of Destiny. Uh, I need to get and start doing some Crimson Day stuff since Crimson Doubles are up right now. Uh, but I need to figure out who I'm going to go do Crimson Doubles with. But it's mostly just been a shitload of Monster Hunter. Uh, I'm playing a lot with uh, Seth and a little bit with Vil. Because uh, they're both actively playing at the moment. So uh, I'm going to try to see if I can... Get back in with Seth sometime in the next day or two and work on our guiding lands a little bit. And that's been about are it, you, really. Uh, hmm? When you're playing, are you using keyboard or contro- uh, do you have a controller? I use keyboard primarily. How do you find it? How do I find my keyboard? No, like, how do you find using a keyboard? Because everybody's It's no, fine no, to controller. me. Keyboard, you can remap all of your keys to however you want it set up. You okay. can't remap the controller strictly. That's literally why I haven't pulled the trigger. That's why I was asking. Oh, I like... Well, you can use controller still. Well, yeah, but I don't have a controller yet. I want to get a dedicated controller for the computer when we do the rebuild. But I don't want to hold off until that happens to get hold off on getting the game. I'm perfectly fine using... Like there's a couple of there's a couple of weapons I wouldn't use a keyboard with strictly, uh, like insect glaive I wouldn't use a keyboard with, but most weapons they're perfectly fine with the keyboard and mouse. Okay. <clears throat> we'll uh, chat later because yeah. I'll need to talk to you more about that. Yeah, I no think worries. I'm gonna pull the trigger then. Yeah, um, I use keyboard, and I believe Vil uses keyboard, and I think Seth uses controller. Seth uses controller, and I thought Bill was using a controller because everybody was like, "No, no, get a controller." No, I but think you weren't I, on when the discussion was happening. Yeah, well, I, I think Bill still uses keyboard. He doesn't really give a shit either, like me. I mean, keyboard works perfectly fine. Okay, uh, I'm totally fine with it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't think we've got anything else going on up in that section. So do we have any listener feedback? Not on the Gmails. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of listener feedback because we've been very inconsistent over the last two and a half months with the show. We really have. Yeah. And we need to work on that. (laughs) Yeah. I did find listener feedback on the Google Podcast App Store. Oh, okay. I thought it was iTunes. iTunes, yes. ITunes. Oh, is it just the... Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I hadn't checked iTunes in a very long time, and it turns out that our podcast is has received some ratings. Are they all negative? Um, I don't think so, because listener of the show, LB... I think has added a rating for us. Aw, thanks, LB. One star. Um, unfortunately, it's making me install the Apple Podcast app in order to make this happen. <laughs> I'm laughing at I you. I could now. cut this out of the show, but it's already loaded. Nah, it's already um, here. It's all right. Okay. So if you go to the app, Apple App Store and you type in Azeroth Coast to Coast, you will see our podcast. It shows up. Um, we are now at three stars with nine ratings. Woo! <laughs> three aver- out of five, by the way. We're average. Um, I mean, the- I'll take average. It's a 60. We're above average. Woo! Um, I'll take above average. So, all right, let me start with the worst of the worst. So, the first one says hashtag sigh. This is by L I or yeah, L I L I T H I L. And L- I found that person that on L I L I T H I L. I found that person on um, Twitter, by the way. Little Phil? Yep. They gave us two stars October 21st, 2019. Hashtag okay. sigh. Hold on to your hats, boys and girls. It's time to jump on the bandwagon and rant about how a company should operate by our mediocre personal moral standards. This would be better if they focused more on a game they actually like, such as Final Fantasy XIV. Okay, so End clear, review. So clearly, I mean, clearly that's outdated because we haven't talked about Final Fantasy in a really long and- time. Clearly, but, that that episode was in the middle of that period of time when that was all goddamn Kevin and Chris were playing. I'm yep. also wondering though if the talk, the jumping on the bandwagon, ranting about how a company should operate, is had something to probably, do with the it's probably during the Hearthstone thing. That's Chung. yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, that's not so much hopping on any bandwagon as hey, we're people, we have opinions too. Yeah, I, I mean, we're we're attention whores. We need to get our attention somehow. So we we put our hot take opinions out there. Hmm. Um. <laughs> by the way, this was. Oh my god. By the way, before LB rated us, it was below a three. Oh <laughs> yeah, LB, LB made us above us average. Up to a three. Thank All you right. for gaming the system. Second, LB. second review, uh, is entitled "Not a Warcraft Podcast." By ready. our friend <laughs> Gamer Checks. Yep. Who um Chris realized he muted 
on some social media and he couldn't understand why he muted it. And then I think we found out by reading this review. This was posted July 11, 2019. One star. When they oh, yeah. first started, they played WoW. Now they mostly talk about Final Fantasy 14. They yeah. are always mean to Kevin. Yeah. I used to recommend not anymore. Yeah, I want to know if he's not recommending on the basis that we're not playing WoW as much anymore or on the basis that we're mean to you. Because, I mean, <laughs> we, we can... We can fix the one. We can't fix the other. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because, Kev, I love you, but you're still my punching bag. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LB's final... got a good point. Gamer checks just doesn't know that Kevin's evil. <laughs> I mean, we have now established that Kevin is evil with the previous discussion. So. Yep. Now, Gamer checks realizes that <clears throat> I'm evil and his review is justified. All right. Um, <laughs> or this, I, I'm just going to mention that there was like, yeah, there was like a four to six month period where all you all were talking about was Final Fantasy 14. It was very frustrating <laughs> to be. Yeah, you survived and didn't give us I a bad mean, review. I, I mean, I gave that, you a bad review by bullshitting and talking shit about you all day. Yeah, I can't remember. That would have happened if I wasn't playing or not. I can't remember the last time I logged into Final Fantasy XIV, though, to be honest. I stopped my sub from that game a long time ago. uh, Do you still have an active sub, Neth? No, God, no. No, no, no. Because I'm the kind of person that will forget that I have an active sub on something, like a game. So I'm pretty certain. The only thing I have an active subscription to is my um, Game Pass on my console. And wow, but I the wow is a, for different reasons. So I'm pretty certain I still have an active subscription on wow, and I have, and I haven't really played since classic launched. All right. Uh, um, the, this last it. review comes from our friend LB, and this was posted February 9th, 2020. A fun to listen to podcast, usually about WoW and lots of derailments. The hosts have great chemistry. Kevin is the punching bag everyone loves, while the rest of them talk about how great Vanilla was. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that sounds fairly accurate. I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) We do have tangents where we go off about Vanilla. And apparently, apparently, everybody just feels like we shit on Kevin all the time. Crude Kevin yet funny. shits on us too, guys. It's I just- do far less shitting. I do most of my <laughs> shitting in real life. Crazy. Oh boy! All right. Well, oh. I feel like I should at least rate the podcast. You can't rate your own podcast, weirdo. Why not? Fuck it. It's like liking your own post on Facebook. You. T- no. Well, guess what? This one is to oh I, I have essentially ruled out Gamer Checks' rating. Fuck that. Uh, somebody's going to report it and then we're just going to get banned from iTunes. Kevin, don't. Just don't. That, that's weird. <laughs> that's don't. Just like, it's going to make me cringe. We're I'm listed as a leisure podcast. 2016 yeah, leisure sounds about right. to 2020. Yeah. Leisure. Mm-hmm. I mean, given that we're discussing the these reviews, do we want to 
All right, I got a yeah. rebuttal for those reviews. Fuck all y'all, motherfuckers. No, yeah, that, I think that's we not sh- where I was going. But. Oh, okay. Where, no, where enough <laughs> is going with this is that we are considering a rebrand to be more of a general gaming and geek podcast instead of just about World of Warcraft because we have. We are aware that we are not talking about WoW as much as yeah. we have in the past because right now, of the four of us, Kevin has just gone back. I have logged in a couple times to do a bit of the current storyline, but Chris is the only one who's actively playing. So and he wasn't even actively, actively playing for a while there. Yeah, like, so, you know, we know and, you know, we talk about other stuff. I'm on a whole kick with consoles right now, and the guys are on Monster Hunter, which I may be sucked into very shortly. So we know, and we've been discussing the rebrand because there's other stuff that we geek out about as well that we would like to be able to include. Yeah. And it is a bit misleading seeing that it says Azeroth Coast to Coast and you expect World of Warcraft and it's not entirely World of Warcraft. Exactly. So. So that... That's probably coming in the near future. We would love your feedback on that. Please let us know at AzerLCTC on Twitter. Or at our Gmail address. Or any of the, any of the other places that we'll mention later at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the feedback from iTunes. Um, We'll do that again in a year when three more people have reviewed us. I mean, I think you're being a little bit generous on that. It uh, might be a little bit longer than that. Um, We did have some people from different countries listen to the show as well. People are listening from the U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, and Sweden in that order. So the exact same places as always. Carrie, Adam, and Chris's guilt. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. <laughs> but we don't know anyone from Ireland, so Chris is good. I don't know why. Oh no, that, I don't think he's got anyone from Ireland in his guild. I mean, maybe they're too busy someone was on vacation, punching each other. So and drinking. Hmm. If you're from Ireland, let us know. We would love to know who you are. Let us know about drinking people and punching things. If you're Most from Ireland, please person. come on and talk to us because you guys have the best accents. Hmm. Well, a week when Chris isn't there, because I think that there's a beef between them, right? No, the Scottish and the Irish really don't give a fuck about each other. They are united in their their hatred of England. (laughs) Okay, we should get some of Chris's guildmates on. Why have we not done this? Because we wouldn't be able to have any control over the things that came out of their mouths. And have you ever actually listened to them talk? (laughs) And I and time differences. Every time Chris is streaming, I go on and I'm like, why are they like calling you bad names? They're calling him like slurs. Like it's just they're horrible. And he's like, Kevin, don't worry about it. It's all in good fun. We do this all the time. It's all in good fun. Exactly. Still not Scottish. I know. Again, I don't give a not shit that close. it's not Scottish. I'm making fun Maybe of Maybe you should learn how to do You think as much as you and Chris talk, you would be able to do a Scottish accent? You'd at least pick up on it a little bit? No, oh, no. 
Oh, you mean like how as much as you a Gavril talk and you have a Gavril imitation? I've got a sorry imitation. I've got a Kevin imitation. That was it. <clears throat> Do you? Yeah. That's it right there. No, there, there's still too much emotion in your voice. I, you ha- I there's can't... still inflection, Gavril. It's not monotone enough. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't do Gavril because I'm not a sociopath. <laughs> You're not a sociopath? So I sound like a sociopath um, to you? Okay, Kevin, again, back to the whole killing people thing. I'm I never went around and that. killed 25 That's people like... for fun. Yeah. <laughs> and well, there's your show title for the day. I never went around and killed 25 people for fun. <laughs> Killing people for fun. No. Killing them softly. Uh, no, that's, that's definitely going to get us a bad review on iTunes. Yep. Killing but the name please of review us on iTunes if you enjoyed the show to offset some of these nimnals who don't like us for stupid reasons. No, Kevin. I think Gamer Checks is actually still in the Discord, by the way. Okay. And it, their reasons are valid. Like they yeah, have it's a valid point. Reason. They're coming to listening to a Warcraft podcast. If we are talking about nothing but Final Fantasy fourteen, not so much on the Warcraft podcast. It's a valid complaint. It is, and I support each and every one of them for uh, getting to you know express their opinion about it. And I appreciate that someone actually gave us fucking feedback. Yep, I'm okay with it. They're allowed to have their opinions, but my opinion is they're nimnals. Wow. So, hey, and we're not what's talking in the news, about guys? 14 anymore. So, come listen again. Yeah, you're a fucking <laughs> idiot. Come back and listen to the show. <laughs> you Kevin can hate listen not, to the show. Kevin does not speak for all of the podcast, and maybe now y'all understand why he's our punching bag. Just saying. Wow. Wow. Chris and I have made a concerted effort to stop punching down on Kevin all the time. When? We've done a bit. And <laughs> See how effective it was? <laughs> Kevin, you make Super it too effective. easy. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. You make it let's too go easy on. when you do things, when you say things like, yeah, we went and killed 25 people that were just <laughs> doing their dailies. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> too easy, man. <laughs> Oh, you know, God. Oh, you're gonna watch you your back. The door wide open, Kevin. Nashatar, Someone's going through it. <laughs> Nashatar is not a safe place. Let me just say not this. with you around. It's not. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So, did anybody have anything that popped up in the news that they were really interested in? There was a few Warcraft things. First was um, an An Eon Eon Hazakosis interview. Eon. I am <laughs> like, wow. Now we're what? <laughs> First God damn it. Ian. 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 Ian has a Kosas interview where he talked to Warcraft radio about the world first race. There's a lot of tidbits about the world first race in this hour long interview. And you should definitely go check it out. If the world first race is interesting to you. He talked about some of the issues that they had when they were going through it and some of the bugs that popped up and how they addressed them and what his philosophy is on how they want to do world first. 
it was kind of interesting. I was listening to it in the background a little bit. Um, I mean, and I really like the way that Destiny does their world, uh, their contest mode. So when a Wait, raid explain. when a raid drops in Destiny, it's worldwide, it's synchronous, <clears throat> and there's a hard cap uh, for uh, your eye level, essentially. Oh, so you can't stack the odds. It's yeah, you can't, you can't, you, can, you can't like over farm and stack you, the odds so you, and do everything. You can't out gear it as soon as it opens, basically. Correct, like because you know how in Destiny you can like store bounties and things like that for indeterminate amounts of time. People would yeah, store bounties until uh, people would store bount completed bounties until uh, right before the resets would happen, uh, which would raise the max power level that they could get from their drops from the bounties. And then they would just pop all of them right when the right after the reset, so that they would get a huge jump in eye level. You can't do that anymore. And contest mode also caps what you can do. So oh, that's it, interesting. It, it's a really good system. I like it. And like I said, it's it's synchronous across the world. Um, it sucks for some people who may be in regions where it might be really late at night or really really early in the morning. But I mean, there's not really another way to really do it. I, I disagree. There is another way to do it. And I heard all about it, and I don't think it works just as well. I, I just... Okay, so I my thought is because WoW has different resets, obviously. Um, Do it based on timestamp. So if you enter, if Gav's raid team enters at noon and gets their first boss kill at 4 o'clock, and I enter at 1 and get my first boss kill at 4.05, I have the first kill. He, not him. I did it in three hours. He did it in four. The problem is that people don't give a shit. They just want to know who killed the boss first. And that's the only thing, that's the only way that world first matters, is like, who gets the kill first? That's the only thing that matters. People don't give a shit Besides, like, country wanking, people don't give a shit, or region, <laughs> region wanking, people don't give a shit who kills more bosses or whatever. They care who drops it first, and that's all they care about. So it's like, unless you're really into, like, the WoW rating scene and you've been following it for a, a long period of time, most people don't know who the fuck did... XYZ first, who did, who killed everything in Panda Tears first, which country took it first or whatever. They don't really care. They remember, oh yeah, Method did this, Limitless did this, Death and Taxes did this. That's what they remember. Midwinter. Midwinter did this. Yeah. They care who dropped. And in fact, most people don't even really give a shit who drops the regular bosses in a raid. They only care about the last one. Last. Yeah. So. And and people aren't going to sit there and go, well, that's a great system. Despite the fact that, you know, <clears throat> Limit was the first person to kill the last boss of the raid. Well, Method did it in a shorter time span. So Method wins. Nobody gives a shit. They're like, ah, Limit dropped it first. Fuck yeah. Yeah, okay, valid. Yeah, so it's like, I mean, it's... In, in like a tournament structure, yeah, no. Like if it was a truly competitive tournament structure, yeah, that the way you're talking would make complete and utter sense and it would be the perfect way to do it. But for most average people, less like all they care about is who kills it first.
which <clears throat> sucks, but oh well. Uh, anything else from that interview you really wanted to talk about, Kevin? Um, I mean, I thought that it would spur some discussion about the world first because we haven't been on since we talked since the world first occurred, um, which it was limit, right? Yes. Yes. I don't care who got the sweatiest and who takes the most time off of work. I, think I just I enjoy watching because I enjoy watching that level of gaming. I'm not like, ooh, it has to be this team or ooh, it has to be that team. It's just it's enjoyable to watch. Now, I will admit when I watch, I tend to watch um, Roger Brown's uh, stream and he's on Method. But that's not because he's on Method. It's because he's a hunter. And so I enjoy watching the hunter perspective because that's what I mean. Yep. And I have no idea if anybody on Limit has a hunter that streams. So, Valid point. Watch what you want to watch. I mean, I, I think it's cool that they had plugins this time where it could help you follow along with like where they were at and the progress that they were making. But as soon as they got to the final boss, it didn't have anything like, oh, their best pull was 19% or whatever. Like, so it became more difficult to follow towards the end. Um, I also like the fact that the guy from Limit was not playing the game and more acting like a coach. And we were getting like the coach's perspective. Um, I thought that that was pretty compelling because I felt like it was better commentary and um, kind of, you know, listening to them try to figure out how they were going to kill the boss. I think the part that's difficult to still follow is you're watching someone's UI who has it set up for them and it's completely all over the map. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. And then they're not really explaining the different phases to the fight or like what the mechanics are. So you're not really sure what the goal is. I mean, the when last. you're watching a sports match, you know, like you're watching soccer, you know that the goal is to get the ball in the fucking net. And everyone is everyone who's watching understands what that is. And like when you're watching a raid, you're like, what the fuck is even happening here? I'm just watching a bunch of people running around and hitting buttons. But like, are they supposed to be, you know, killing the ads? Are they supposed to be killing the boss? Are they supposed to be doing a mechanic? It's like very hard to like follow that stuff. Like I, I don't like I watch for two minutes and I turn it off because I, I have no idea what's going on. I get you. I, I understand. And it's like I don't I don't really give a shit about watching another person play a game. I really am more interested in playing the game myself. So I mean like watching streamers has never been a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it's getting I think it's evolving. I think that, you know, them streaming is kind of like the first major step that has happened where you know everyone can really follow what's going on easily and you've got you know i think over a hundred thousand people like showed up to watch it i forget what the final numbers were but a lot of people are watching it now but how many of those people actually understand what's going on and are watching it because they're actually invested in what's happening in that particular fight versus just sitting there and kind of being a part of it well, I mean, strictly, WoW has a readability problem. It is not easy to watch WoW. Like, mm -hmm. there's 40 buttons on the bottom of somebody's screen, and there's all these giant bubbles popping up, and, you know, it's, it's telling you to do something, and there's a mini-map, and there's 25 boxes that have colored health bars and all this other shit. It's not and all these timers, tons of timers. 
Yeah, tons of timers. There's, It's not an easy game to follow if you don't know what you're talking about. It's not like Overwatch or Magic or Hearthstone, where the rules and everything are very clearly laid out for the most part in front of you. Yeah. Or any like, shooter. <laughs> yeah, or, or CSGO. Yeah, it's like, yeah, okay, CSGO. Yeah, you look at it and it's like, oh, yeah, they're just going to walk down this hallway and then there's a place down at the end of the hallway where a guy's head could pop up and he could shoot you in the head or you could shoot him in the head easy. And, and yes, LB, LB is mentioning in chat that Overwatch isn't easy to follow and sometimes it is not easy to follow and that is fair. But comparative to WoW, I would say Overwatch is a lot easier to follow. Um, yeah. But yeah. And that, and like, you know, it's the same thing when you watch PvP WoW when they do arenas and things like that. Like they've made some of those UI elements more bigger so that you can kind of see what's going on a little better. And I, I like that they're tweaking a standard streamer UI for a better way, way to say it. But you can kind of tell what's going on when you're watching arena battles now easier than it was in the past because like it has a standard ui on every every time they do an arena run the they blow it up so you can actually see what the players healths are and you can see when they're stunned and what cooldowns they've used so they're doing some of that for you know standard wow stuff like the pvp but they could do something like that or have something like that i feel for mythic plus or um and I think they do that too for the Mythic Dungeon runs, right? MDI has a dedicated UI for it for observation. Yeah. So I think that would help. Um, but, you know, I'm sure that the teams themselves, they don't want to do a lot of readability in the first place because they're trying to mask what it they're doing. It is still a race. Like yeah. they might be broadcasting, but it is still a race and you don't want to give up your strategy. Even right. though to a certain extent, you could actually watch it and they start to get it. But um, what I was going to say with watching the method streams, one of the other things that I really like is they partner with a charity and set a goal for raising money for the charity as part of their Race to World First streams. I think, I don't know if they hit it, but they were almost at 40000 raised for the Save the Children charity in, the, in Europe. Okay. That's good. Uh, same one that uh, GQ uses, I believe, right? Is it not the same one that Chris has done charity streams for? I'm not sure, but I know that I believe he usually GQ does save the children. So Chris does um, make a wish UK. Ah, okay. But yeah, mm -hmm. like I mean, I like the fact that you know Method takes something that they know is going to have a higher viewership and does some good with it like it'd be nice to see other yeah. people do that yeah it would be nice to do that on mm -hmm. any sporting event no, i mean you <laughs> also have to remember a... though that like like method is a business and they're a profitable oh, business yeah. so they can do that kind of stuff but i mean you're talking if you're thinking about some of like the smaller scale guilds and things like that that may not have like investors and financial backing they might just need the money themselves I mean, Limit was actually called Complexity Limit this time because mm. Complexity mm. was sponsoring them, so... Yeah. I mean, Complexity has been associated with Limit for a while, I think. LB will be able to correct me on that if I'm wrong in the chat, but I'm pretty certain Complexity and Limit have been 
a thing for a while. Yeah, but it's the first time I've actually seen their name specifically listed as complexity limit. Uh, I question I that too. And I, actually, I actually had to ask somebody else, did they merge with another guild for this race? Like, what's going on with the name? Because it threw me off. No, I'm pretty certain limit has been part of the complexity group for a while. <coughs> but I'm not 100% sure. So. All right. So speaking there of There was some complexity races, to the name. Mm-hmm. Speaking of hey, races, Yeah, Kevin, there's another race that happened. I mean, was it um, really a race? It really was. Yeah. So they released uh, Black Wing Lair in WoW well. Classic, and it was cleared in 42 minutes. Yep, sounds about right. Um, and I guess that's just because they know all the strats. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, you have to understand, like, well, also, the rating... people who are playing Classic were playing on private servers over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, so they, it's not this like is they don't they've have been... this down to, like, a very fine-tuned science. Yeah, they've been... And that, this is literally why Molten Core was cleared so quickly, also, because it's it's been... And with level 58... A lot of these major guilds have been playing on a lot of them have been playing on private servers for long periods of ten plus years, so they they know what they're doing. Like the strats are easy. Like the thing is, vanilla of rating is not hard. It is not hard. Most of the difficulty, and we mentioned this when vanilla came out, when classic came out, is that in classic the difficulty is typically getting forty people to all work together. And, and it was new. Correctly. It was new. It hadn't been released before. You hadn't done it before. Yeah, and it's like, I, I mean, people look at it and go, oh, Veilstraws is hard. Uh, it's not. It's not. Veilstraws is literally just a burn phase. It's, it's, an, it's a DPS check. But, and then like back in the day, Veilstraws was considered a brick wall for some people. Because you needed to have enough DPS mm-hmm. to deal with it. It's not. It's literally just who can output the most damage in the shortest amount of time through burning adrenaline. <clears throat> Zerg it. Yeah, it's basically, it's basically, it comes very close to just deserting it. Make sure you have your tank rotation set up and you got a couple of good healers and just desert the shit out of it. Pop all your fucking cooldowns and just go ham. <laughs> I mean, it's like, the thing is, is that BWL is not a hard raid. There's not a lot of complexity in the fight. Like, Nefarian is basically but, um, like, um, Huh? Ah, yeah. Uh, there's not. There's there's limited complexity in the fights. Uh, <laughs> oh, even better. <laughs> so it's just like it's not it's not hard, and I'm not surprised it only took them 40 minutes to clear it in the slightest. I mean, people were clearing BWL in two hours back in two three maybe hours back in classic. Ah, yeah, there we go. LB's, LB's got the right statement for that. The method to beat the bosses has limited complexity. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, they're not difficult. They're not hard. It's just like the mechanics. You look at the mechanics, and we've said this a thousand times, and we went over this really extensively during any of the episodes where we really like dived into classic rating or versus modern rating. It's not hard. Like The mechanics are brain-dead simple. It's just... That was 15 years ago. We were young and dumb and didn't understand how things worked. And didn't have tools. Pretty much, yeah. 
Uh, congrats on the 42 minute clear. We'll see how they do on AQ. AQ is a little bit harder, so there's a little bit more. Uh, there's a little bit more complexity in, in AQ, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Nath, do you want to talk about Diablo? Um, so I mentioned it when I was talking about what I'm doing, but the Diablo 3 season end date has been announced. It's March 1st. So if you have not finished your season and you want to get the Angel Goblin pet, that is the reward for finishing everything, now's the time to get your ass in gear and get it done. Get your ass to Mars. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't seen that movie in years. <laughs> yep. I have to tell you what uh, what I actually made my wife sit down and watch. It was, uh, it was bad. Um, so yeah, uh, if you like Diablo three and you're still playing and you're just kind of waiting for more D four information or possibly other games that are out right now or have come out recently, now's the time to uh, grind your season rank. Uh, Chris would talk about hops, but I don't really give a shit. That game. There's a new patch. Go play it if you like it. Um, Kevin was talking about the meta fluid from Jeff Kaplan. Oh, yeah. Um, Jeff's meta fluid is very fluid. So <clears throat> I read, I found a Kentucky article where they were talking about the fact that to help keep the meta fluid, they are going to do lockouts of characters during the Overwatch League this year. So certain characters will be locked out. Teams will know in advance so that they can build around it and, you know, practice using other heroes. Uh, I'm not really a fan. I think they should just do like bans like they do in HOTS or other games where, you know, if you notice that someone's causing you a problem, you can ban them out to not have to deal with them. And uh, I don't know. What are your guys' thoughts on this? I don't really care. So, you know. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, just like, I don't give a fuck, brah. <laughs> well, uh, okay then. No. Uh, it's, it's just like, I don't, I don't. It's, it's okay, Gavril. Nath, what I do think you think? We, <laughs> go ahead, Nath. I, I think Gavril should get to finish his sentence. Go ahead, Gav. <laughs> I think, I think, uh, I think bands probably would be the smarter way to go about it, but then you have to initiate a draft system, which I don't believe they have a draft system currently. Uh, correct. There yeah. is so, not like a draft. So for bands to be truly effective, you would probably need a draft system. And I don't, that that's not conducive to the way the game is played. So I don't think mm. bands are going to be the way to go. I think lockouts probably are going to be the way to go, but I don't think that I don't think all, all it's going to do is it's just going to either be the exact same characters locked out for an entire patch cycle, or it's going to be everybody just shifts to a different cheese meta. That's all it's going to happen. I'm sure that they'll find one cheese meta when the characters are locked out, or it's going to be a race to find the cheese meta during the lockout season. And then, you know, everyone will adapt to use that. Yeah, this is pretty much it. There's, there's no way that... I mean... <sighs> Overwatch only has, like, a couple of playstyles per map type. Uh, and 
they it's just gonna it's just gonna keep rotating through the same play styles for the most part, and it's just gonna be whatever. I still I yeah. I still think the funniest thing is that a game about killing people, the meta was to not pick any damage dealers. <laughs> so uh goats. Goats. All right. That's all I wanted goats to say about goats. that. Um okay. next was Activision has pulled uh Blizzard yeah. games so, from the NVIDIA streaming service, NVIDIA Now. NVIDIA yeah, NVIDIA Now. Um it mm-hmm. just came out of beta and it's being positioned as potentially being able to fight some of the other streaming services. It's a lot of people are saying it's already Stadia. better. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is. I actually played it on I I actually went out and bought a NVIDIA Shield TV and uh-huh. played um Tomb Raider because everybody who gets Shield TV gets that for free. Um so I was just playing Tomb Raider through the NVIDIA Now streaming service and Lo and behold, it just works if you have a good internet connection. Which Tomb Raider? Uh, the newest one. Shadow of, I think. Sh- Shadow of the Tomb Raider? Is that, I don't know. I forget what it's called. Um, but yeah, I mean, it works at like, you know, <laughs> decent quality. There's upscaling <clears throat> on the stream, the Shield TV too. So I think it streams at like 1080 and then it upscales. Okay. Um, but I mean, it just, you can go on there and it works. And that was one of the benefits that they were touting for Blizzard games. It would basically run the Blizzard launcher from the server. You log into the Blizzard launcher and then just can play any of the Blizzard games through the NVIDIA Now service. So if you were on a computer or a Shield TV or something, um, it would just like hook up and you could stream it. Um, even o- over some lower power laptops, right? Because that's the whole gist of this is that you can play it on a lower power laptop that doesn't require a, a huge NVIDIA video card. You can just stream it from the huge video card that they have on the server. Um, and yeah, it's kind of a dick move. I mean, <clears throat> it was it was a nice thing to be able to offer and do, but you know, maybe they are positioning it to do their own streaming service. Who knows? Uh, no, they're not. Um, they've signed an exclusivity agreement with someone. Let me pull it up. Yeah. But uh, I remember I read the story. I mean, uh, well, Activision, sorry, Activision Blizzard recently signed a huge deal with Google to only stream its lucrative esports events. And I believe they also, did a event with, uh, yeah. So video as of January twenty fourth, video game publisher Activision Blizzard. This is from The Verge. Uh, and we'll link that in the show notes. Uh, for the East, if you paste the link in the show notes, yeah, I will. I will if I remember to. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, but more I'm- importantly. I mean, the Kotaku article says specifically that it's continuing to, like Activision Blizzard is continuing to watch Stadia with interest, but it doesn't seem like they have a deal signed with Stadia specifically. Yeah, I, I feel like it's probably, I, I, could, I couldn't tell you. And man, you can't buy their games through Stadia. Yeah I'm, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty certain they want to get their stuff I'm pretty certain they want to get their stuff. Somebody's they're they're keeping their options open. I should say is what I was going for there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It is a dick move. 
um because that would have been cool to be able like you know what i'm thinking of as a use case is like you know person has a work trip their laptop is not like a laptop that has a gaming gpu in it but this service allows them to be able to play blizzard games on the go you know when they're in a different state or wherever um so that you know that's a possible thing i think the the whole thing about streaming when you have something like this that i think doesn't work is like most of the time when you're on the go and you're visiting somewhere else you're using crappy hotel wi-fi that like doesn't have good internet so like unless you have two places with good wi-fi that you're going to routinely i don't see any of these streaming services really being viable options for people to play games on the go might as well just take a nintendo switch at least then you can play the witcher 3 and 720 there you go so, I mean, there's been a lot of news over the past few months about streaming services like NVIDIA Now and Stadia, and <clears throat> I just don't think it's ready for mainstream. So, like, why bother talking about it a lot? Yeah, I mean, when when somebody gets on the major telecoms' asses and they continue to roll out fiber, then yeah, it's a, or, you know, the next-gen uh, next wireless protocols and things like that, It'll be a different story, but right now, it's not really ready. Your average Dick and Jane does not have a really strong internet uh, pipe. They just don't. Yep. I mean, I, I my neighborhood is thirty years old, and there's in the house the house we bought a year ago. You know, the neighborhood's thirty years old. There's very low possibility that they're going to roll fiber into my neighborhood because it's mostly it's mostly older families. It's older people and it's families and there's a very low percentage chance they're going to roll it out to us anytime soon. <clears throat> We're not a city center. We're not anything like that. So my options for streaming that kind of stuff are fairly low. I don't get to yeah. do like all the fancy streaming stuff. I do everything on downloads. So I, I, I yeah. think that it's just not ready yet. Okay. Um, moving on from that, there's a new game that was released out of beta recently called How do you pronounce Wilson? the name? Wilson. I think Wolfen, but with a soft C. Wolken. Um, Wolfen. No, soft C. Wolken. Stop it. You've seen the Riker video already. I know you. You like Riker. <laughs> Um, I do, yeah. Riker has put out a video where he's kind of gone through an overview of it since he's already like gone through the main campaign of the game. He's been um, talking about that for a while now, so yeah. Yeah, and it does look mostly like a Diablo clone. There are some Path of Exile elements in it as well. Um, and it's got some kind of a weird like city builder type, sim-ish type gameplay in it as well that he talks about and explains in detail. Uh, in this video that we'll link to from the show notes. Um, yeah, I mean, the it's got some uh, legendary items that allow you to kind of build builds around. It looks like you can pick any skills you want. You can do a a tree, like a skill tree, like you have in Path of Exile. That skill tree is able to be rotated. So, like, instead of having to build a path, I don't know, well, unless you've played Path of Exile, you don't really understand this, but, like, you can kind of rotate 
the inner circle so that there's a shorter pathway to the outer circle. So if you want to go for a unique build, you can do that better than you could with Path of Exile. It, um, it, if you've ever played Final Fantasy X, the Path of Exile skill tree is like the sphere grid. Okay. Um, it's got stat points. There's, I mean, there's tons of depth and it looks like people will be able to spend a lot of time customizing builds. So I like that aspect of it, but it mostly just looks like a Diablo clone and I probably won't be picking it up. I wouldn't call it a Diablo clone. I think it's more of a Path of Exile clone at this juncture. Okay, fair. Personally, that's just me though. But I mean... Being a person who likes Diablo, is this interest to you, Neff? Um, I looked at it, and it, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'd have to give it a try to really say, but it looks strictly too much like Diablo to really be anything new. Um, the, I, I will say the, the talent wheel thingy that you were just talking about did look kind of interesting. Um, the city builder thing zero fucking interest i would be like can i bypass this part of the game because like i would have no fucking interest in that at all um but i don't know watching the video that you linked uh, and chris was saying the same thing because we were talking about this before we started recording there is nothing in that video that if you took that and dropped it into d3 that would be out of place including the characters like the playable characters if you drop that into d3 i'd be like oh okay yeah it's a demon hunter with new talents like it, it's not looks like diablo 3 it is diablo 3 i'm sorry <laughs> if i wanted to play a game that was a lot like diablo it was a diablo clone i'd just go play torchlight again yeah you know it's there or i'd go play path of exile again despite the fact that i'm haven't played in a couple of seasons. And si- on a related note, I actually <laughs> did get invited to the alpha for Torchlight, the new one. Oh, for Tears? Torchlight 3. No, they switched the name. Oh, yeah, they switched the Torch- name. That's right. Yeah. The, they changed it from an MMO to an MMOARPG to just an uh, ARPG. <laughs> yeah, just a regular ARPG. Yeah. We'll see and, how that um, goes down. I mean, I had the same comments about that game. Like, it's not different enough. It doesn't seem like it's really breaking any barriers. Um, there's kind I'm of like not, a. I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. It's just for me, mm. I'm not. If I want to play a Diablo type game, I'm going to play Diablo. <laughs> right. I'm not going to I mean, go hunting for something else that looks like a game I already have and can play. Yeah, I mean. I did end up playing Path of Exile for a while because, you know, I do like Diablo and there was enough that was kind of different about it and kind of more customizable than Diablo was that I enjoyed. And I did find a lot of interesting gameplay and it held my attention for a while. Um, But, like, I don't know how many of those I can take before I'm just like, where the hell's D4? Like, I just really want D4 now. 2021, that's where D4 is. Mm-hmm. Well, it just, you know, seeing clones of Diablo makes me want Diablo more. I get you, buddy. That's the effect it has on me. I get you, buddy. I get you. But, I mean, I feel like with the way that Path of Exile is kind of, you know, they have like a new version coming out and things like that. Like, I think they're kind of pushing the boundaries enough so that that game is kind of 
departing from where Diablo is currently. And like, it's a different compelling reason to play uh, Diablo or an ARPG, right? I mean, not all ARPGs are the same, um, but I think that they're kind of doing enough and pushing the boundaries enough that like, I would like playing that game and, you know, playing it alongside Diablo even. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But, you know, I think it's a hard sell for someone to do something so drastically different that I'm like, oh, I have to try that because it's so different and so unique and compelling to play. It's so difficult to do a new game like that. Like, there's a very limited amount of space to innovate in that genre. It's the same mm-hmm. problem shooters have had for the longest time. It's a very narrow space to advance the genre and like change what? it very significantly. <laughs> Can you translate that sentence out of Yanis, please? Sorry. Um, I think that it's very difficult to innovate in the ARPG, ARPG genre. Um, it's like it's very difficult to innovate in the FPS genre as well. Like they're both very difficult genres to do new interesting things in, especially with the RPGs. You get loot, get stronger, kill stronger things. That's the core gameplay loop. And, and there's no real way to like really truly innovate on that gameplay loop because that is such a tried and true and optimal path to take with it. It's it's just like I was saying, it's like it's difficult to innovate on shooters as well, too. First person shooters. Not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that we're seeing in shooters is like different gameplay modes, like what they've done with Apex Legend and the whole like um, well, that's a whole, Battle that's Royale a, style. I was going to say that's a new genre. Battle Royale is a different genre than just a straight FPS. But like that was a shooter and they figured out a different like game mode and like it became a genre as a result of that. Like I don't see that happening with ARPG games. It's all just run around and kill things. Yeah, basically. And I mean, that's, that's really, that's, that's the core gameplay loop on a first person shooter is you, you shoot stuff and it dies. You point at its head and you click the button and it dies and you get stuff and you rinse repeat until you mm-hmm. yourself die. But you know, the, the most innovation that I've seen here is just like, oh, like you can, it has different ways to build skill trees and you can make a dungeon and then add affixes and make the dungeon harder. You know, like it's just all kind of the same thing. And I don't know. Yeah, th- that's what I'm saying. It's like the core gameplay loop is not easy to improve on. And it's getting more away from the RPG element of it in uh-huh. terms of like story and like, I don't even care about story in these games. Like even in Diablo, I do. I was I just do. like oh, killing I things. Do. I do. And, and I, I a hundred percent do. And I was, I was actually just about to say that that would be the one thing that would actually make me look at a game more, no matter how much it looked like something is if I knew it had a fucking fantastic story. Cause a hundred percent give me a good story. If you give me a, yeah, if you give me a compelling story, I can overlook flaws. Yep. I am more than willing to overlook a a, a series of minor or even slightly major flaws if I'm going to get a really good story out of it. You give me a story that I can get fully immersed in, and I, you can be a clone of whatever the fuck you want if I'm loving your storyline. 
I mean, Chris is pretty similar in that too. Like I know he loves story. Like he and I are both really big on storylines and things of that nature. So I think you might be the odd man out here, Kevin. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind a story if there was like, I think the problem with ARPGs and story is like, what is, what's the compelling elements of the story that's leading you to go murder a thousand monsters and and then murder a thousand monsters again? And I mean, that's the problem with the RPGs. You, you, they don't typically have really great stories. You either go the path of exile route, which is you have been banished and you must come back for revenge kind of storyline. Or a grand evil is coming. We must destroy it. You are the chosen one. That's basically the core, core storyline. Mm-hmm. Generally, it doesn't change very much. I mean, it would be interesting to have a game mode or something where there's less monsters to kill, but they're harder monsters to kill. And it's more driven by the story instead of, you know, go kill a thousand monsters. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind something like that personally. Wasn't that called Dark Souls? (laughs) Basically. That's why I said I wouldn't mind it. (laughs) Anyway. Um, Walson's out. Check it out if you're interested in that. Find it on the internet. Walken. Um, okay. Neff, uh, I think you have the next one. How did you know that was mine? <laughs> Ubisoft fangirl? Oh, a little bit. <laughs> so I warned you guys several episodes that this was going to be coming when February hit. So Ubisoft had their big announcement. There are going to be five AAA titles coming before end of year, April 2021. Um, sadly for me, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is not one of those five. Um, they did announce three for... <sighs> Shut up, Carol. Three for third quarter 2020. Um, Watchdog Legions, Gods and Monsters, which is on my wish list for this year. And um, Rainbow Six Quarantine. The other two are going to be in the first quarter 2021 after the next-gen consoles hit. And they've said that they will be from their biggest franchises, so expect them to be Assassin's Creed, yay, and Far Cry. So, Rabbids and Rayman. <laughs> no. Those are Ubisoft, right? So, I'm happy in that the five that are going to be coming by April 2021, I've got two that I will be, that are on my must-buy list. So, I'll be good to go. Well, maybe Beyond Good and Evil 2 will not be a AAA-style game. Maybe it'll be a a double-A. I think it's just not ready yet. I I wouldn't be surprised if it's 2022 before we see that one. As much as I want it now, because I am part of the cult following of the first one, um, I I would rather with that one that that come out and be right than be out fast. Yeah, I understand. I understand. What you're saying. Uh, not really interested in all any of them. I don't really play a lot of Ubisoft games, but uh, you know, my wife likes Assassin's Creed, so we'll see. Yeah, and the rumors are persisting that it's um, uh, still going to be Vikings. Taking that God of War path, okay. So, I just I dance. Can't wait. 
I LB mentions play. Just Dance as well, too. Yeah, I forgot that Ubisoft does Just Dance. Yep, they do. Still releasing that shit on the Wii U. Uh, no, on the Wii. Pretty certain it was Wii U. No, they just released the last one on. They release it on the Wii as well, though, because um, Just Dance is actually used by a lot of physiotherapists. Physical therapists. Yeah and, yeah, and they don't have the money to be able to go and buy the new next-gen console, so they're still running stuff off of the, uh, the Wii. So they're still releasing it on the Wii. Which I think is fucking cool of them to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, so yeah, we got like 20 minutes to kill. What do y'all want to talk about? 20 minutes to kill. Yeah, we're, we're actually just shy of, uh, like we're at, uh, hour and 35 minutes into the show. That includes mm-hmm. the 10 minutes we didn't have record anything in the beginning. Hmm. Uh, well, we already talked about the race to world first for a while. And we talked um, about that. We talked about rebranding coming. Um, the one thing that I was thinking about talking about, and I don't know what you guys feel about this, but um, kind of some of the experience with like coming back to WoW after taking a break for a while and having to gear up and what that experience is like. Um, um, I get very, mm-hmm. And, you know, I know that you've taken breaks yourself, Gavril. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing that I wanted to say about this time, I skipped two point or 8.2.5. That was the Nashatar and Mechagong um, patch. And when I came back, it was very difficult to like determine what what is an upgrade, what's not an upgrade, where do I get my upgrades from? And I realized that a lot of the world quests had been revamped so that the, they were higher eye level. So like I had to like grind a bunch of world quests. And then there was the whole Benthic gear stuff from Nashatar that I was told just to skip entirely because unless you're going to upgrade the hell out of it, it doesn't even come close to some of the other stuff that drops. And then there was like waiting around for emissaries that had upgrades and doing the new invasions had upgrades too. But like to figure that all out took me a bunch of time and LB had to like walk me through a bunch of it. And then LB simmed a bunch of my gear to figure out what I should keep and what I can get rid of. And it was just like, okay, I really annoying. For you though. What? You're not actively raiding, so why True. are you playing with an intent to gear instead of playing just to see the storyline? I mean, honestly, just to make questing easier as a healer because okay. I don't quest as shadow. Oh, okay, you're okay, and that's valid. Then I I didn't understand. I didn't know you didn't quest a shadow, so that's what I was thinking. Like, why are you playing with the intent to gear when you're not doing any raiding? So really. Does the gear really matter? But yeah, if you're doing it as a healer, it matters. Yeah, the the thought process that I had was like, okay, I'm definitely not worried about raiding because I'm not doing that regularly anymore. But I would like to potentially jump into some Mythic Plus and do some of those dungeons because that was kind of fun for me when I was playing before. And it does require you to have better gear and kind of be a little bit better if you want to be able to progress and you know, do some of the higher level mythic plus dungeons. So I was like, all right, let me set that as a goal for myself and then figure out what gear to get so that I can get to that point. And okay, that makes sense. See now where I'm the opposite. I have been, 
I've come back to kind of poke at story. I want to poke at getting my flying, poke at getting some achievements that I've missed, but I'm not actively raiding, so getting oh my god gear really doesn't fucking matter to me. Yeah. And some of that is like locked behind doing some of the rep grindy stuff on Nashatar, for example, to like get your follower experience, which you can only get like 300 experience a day and you have to get like thousands um, in order to progress the storyline. So like some of that was even annoying because you had to grind, 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 grind. Okay, now you can progress the story. It's like, I haven't played in several months. Just let me do the story all the way through, you know? Well, it's, I, I, and the last time I came back from the game, after a break was Antorus. Yeah, it was in it was in Legion when uh, Antorus dropped. I had played like three months of Legion, maybe four or five. Actually, could have been closer to six. I'm not sure, but I quit playing until Antorus dropped. Do we have and, a seven? <laughs> uh, I don't believe we have a seven. No, uh, I came back when Antorus dropped, and I was playing then, and I had a lot of fun. But it's just like, yeah, it's like grinding flying and catching yourself up on the quest line and doing xyz and figuring out what gear is worth it and it's like it's not worth my time it's really not if i want to know what the story is i'll just go watch novel or somebody on youtube yeah i mean story oh that's fair the story is kind of interesting to me and wow i mean there is some of it um, there were better cut scenes. They seem to be doing a better job of like adding VO during the quest lines. So it's not like pulling you out of the story, do a cut scene and then playing more and then more cut scenes. Like a lot of the VO is just like, as you're walking around and doing things. So it's kind of like more organic, which I do like. Um, but you know, there was a lot of like the whole storyline around the heart chamber, the, um, heart of Azeroth chamber whatever they call that Mm -hmm. um you have to like go to this old zone do a quest go to this old zone do a scenario go to that old zone do something else i mean that kind of stuff was annoying because it just seemed like you know for two straight hours i'm just going to these different zones and doing these old quests and like ugh. and it wasn't really for much except some ap and then to be able to level up one of my um relics i forget what they're called they're not relics essences leveling up one of the essences to level four, which is the max level. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's like, when you come back from a break, there's a lot to do. There's a lot you haven't done. There's not a lot of direction on like what you should be doing. Um, multiple paths can yield different results. Like if I was just to grind, um, benthic gear, that wouldn't have even mattered, you know? So, you got to kind of figure out like, okay, do some of the latest, latest stuff because that's going to give you some upgrades and then go back and do some of the older stuff because you need that to unlock flying. And, you know, so it's just kind of like this mishmash of like random stuff that you have to do. And like right now I'm logging in and just doing Najatar rep every day because that's what I need to get the rep to get flying. Even though that's not the latest stuff, I'd rather be doing some of the, the more recent stuff, but you know, there's not enough time in the day to like do multiple patches worth of content. Yeah, I, I just, I just, you fall behind, and it's just like I don't feel like doing it anymore. 
at all. I, that's just me. Th- I think that's Which some is why of what I'm po- picking at it slowly because I'm like, I'm not okay. I'm far enough behind that I basically have accepted. I'm not going to catch up. I'm not driven enough to log into, oh, I must, blah, blah, blah. So, like, for me, it's just, like, I'll have the stuff done by the time the next Xbox drops, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the problems that 8.2.5 has for people. It's because, you know, they're in that same boat. You know, they left the game for a while they're coming back and now they're being told oh well you have to grind all this old rep if you want to fly so like good luck doing that and it's just like a lot of work and it just feels kind of bad because you're not getting the rewards it's been that way for a while that flying's been locked behind rep achievements but usually it's been achievable that the rep by the time you're done questing in a zone you've met the required rep which isn't Mm -hmm. so much the case with no. The two current ones. And that's no. what I have a problem with. Like, I have no problem because I'm I'm the OCD person that will do every single fucking quest in a zone before I move on to the next zone for the, you know, usually. And so I always hit those rep requirements because I've done everything available. It's locking rep behind, you know, like grinding world quests and this, that, and the other thing, like sure the last level of it like revered to exalted okay i'll give you a pass on that but i should be able to at least hit revered from doing quests like yeah no i totally agree i would have rather the story in nashatar not be locked behind doing a certain amount of quests in order to progress the story at least for people who are coming back or after its current content so that you can do as much of the story as possible in order to get as much rep as possible so that you're grinding world quests yeah. the least amount as possible. Like with, um, oh, fuck, what was the name of that zone in Legion where the the, the new elves were from? Um, and Taurus. Void elves? Shalimar. Shalimar, yeah. Um, Shalimar, is that right? There, there no. was that whole storyline. Shalimar? No, it's Suramar. Suramar. Yeah, you're not talking Suramar. Void Elves. You're talking Night. Uh, 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 is a perfume. Talking about the Crack Babies. Uh, yeah, yes. Crack Babies. Yes, the, the, the Crack Babies. Um, there was that whole storyline with restoring the tree that was gated behind Rep up until it wasn't current content, and then you could just play it through. That I yep, was okay exactly. with. I was okay with it being gated while it was current because it was keeping everybody on the same page, right? And I was cool with that. But then they opened it up so that if you're coming back two patches later, you don't have to be like, okay, I can do this much. Okay, I can do this much. Okay, I can do this much. <laughs> because that stops you from getting caught up to where everybody else is because you can only do a squeak at a time. Like, I, I thought them doing it that way with that storyline was a good way to do it because yeah, it initially had the rep gating, but then they went, okay, not current rep gating removed and off we go. Yeah. And like, I don't even care if flying is still locked behind rep, but I think that, you know, like you said, you should be able to get at least 80% of the rep from doing the main story. And then, okay, maybe you have to grind world quest for a few days, but that's it. You know, not like weeks worth of, 
rep grinding, you know, on top of the fact that you're locked out of half the story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. not current. I mean, unless they switch it around where it's like, okay, you're coming back, you need X amount of rep period. So you could do that from grinding the new content with the two new factions that they just added with new reps. You know, it's like, well, you want me to go grind rep back here in this old patch to get flying, but you added new rep for these other two factions here. Why can't I just do the new stuff and get the rep that I need so that I can fly instead of having to go back and do old crap that doesn't matter anymore to get rewards that don't matter anymore? Like, no one's going back to Najatar to grind Benthic gear right now. It's just, it's not a thing. So, and, you know, the good eye level upgrades are like, you know, also gated behind doing um, like one a week or two a week. So, like, you can get 445, I think. I don't know what it is, but the good eye level upgrade stuff from doing the invasions. But that's like one or two a week. So, if you've got, you know, two patches of two patches ago gear, you're sitting there farming for weeks and weeks and weeks you know, doing that stuff to get, you know, comparable or, you know, max level gear. Yeah. So some of that could be changed too. So that like, hey, I'm a returning player. I don't want to have to just wait around for like, you know, three months in order to have a full set of decent eye leveled gear. Like give us away like they did with Benthic every patch or, you know, make that upgraded it relevant. It just, it seems odd, the choices that they're making with like, you know, they want you to do the new stuff, but that you have to go back and do the old stuff. And I don't know. I guess you don't have to get flying, but like, who doesn't want to get flying? I mean, is there a person in the game who isn't trying to get flying? I have no idea. It's like the ultimate goal for most people, especially people who are just coming back. Mm hmm. Yep. So, yeah, that's kind of like what my experience has been like and kind of my little rant. But, you know, I think there's just some th simple things that they could be doing or like thinking about players who have come back. Like as much time and energy as they've put into, you know, let's give them rewards. Let's give them referrer friends. Let's figure out ways for them to spend their money. They should be thinking about the actual gameplay experience and like what it takes to get a decent set of gear and like, Maybe I've taken a patch off or two patches off and you've compelled me to come back with this new mount that you have for six months of sub. Like, how about give me six months worth of compelling content to play during that time frame? You know? Not like come back and have to like grind old shit that doesn't give me upgrades. Like, fuck that. Like, it's bad enough you're max level, you're not even getting EXP from killing shit. Like, give me a break. I mean, half the time when you're killing shit at max level, doesn't it feel bad in the first place because you're not getting EXP? I mean, not getting EXP for kills, not getting rep for kills. I mean, is this... Maybe it's just me. I just... I, I don't think I'm coming <laughs> back strictly ever. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it comes down to, Gav. It's just like, well, why am I even doing this? What, like, yeah, it's like, why am I doing this? I'm just getting back on this treadmill and I'm just going to be pissed off at myself. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And I mean, there's just different compelling gameplay or different games and different modes of gameplay. Like, you know, instead of spending all this time and grinding all this rep and doing all this crap, I could just like jump in and, and have played five games of Apex Legends by now. You know? Yeah. Or you could have, you know, done a bunch of quests and got a bunch of EXP in like Witcher 3. Or the game that Ness playing. The Odyssey one. Uh, Assassin's That's Creed? It. Assassin's Creed. Ness is yeah. currently playing Witcher 3. Good to know that you're paying attention at the start of the podcast. I, uh, I know that you started playing Witcher yeah. 3. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, there's just other ways that we can spend our time that feel better and feel more rewarding and feel like you're getting something done. And, you know, WoW just seems like, ugh, I took some time off. Now I got to do all this old crap. And yeah, I don't know. That's just how I felt about it. I mean, I don't think it's totally like unplayable. I think it's still fun. Like I said in the beginning, I mean, it's the most fun I had all week was doing some of the PvP stuff with LB. Um, but Even when you're being evil. <laughs> If you like to be evil, I guess there's some compelling content for you. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think that there's some basic things that they could improve upon to jump in and be able to play the most current stuff and get rewarded for that and not feel like you got to catch up or you've fallen behind. Yeah, I just... Uh... I mean, Gavro, what's making you say... I'm done with it. Yeah, well, I mean, the game's just not compelling to me that much, really. Period. I mean, it's just like the flat and simple part of it. The game's just not really all that compelling anymore. And, and that's fair. Why am I going to spend my time trying to find the game, try to find something compelling in the game when I've played the game for a decade plus and I'm just done with it. I'm just burned out, you know? But the compelling Unless, new storyline. Uh, again, I will go to YouTube. That's how I saw the end of uh, 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 most recent tears. BFA? Yeah. I mean, the one thing that I will say is that they are doing a better job with kind of like maintaining the main storyline and having that be constantly on your map in the upper right hand corner where it says continue the war campaign and like following the war campaign storyline kind of advances the main story of the game so that it's more like the main story quest in final fantasy where it's like if nothing else do those quests and you'll at least have a basic idea of what's happening in this world right now which i did enjoy and that did kind of keep me interested and engaged Yeah, I mean, I, I just I don't think any of it's been compelling, just being frank. Like, even the story hasn't been all that great. And I think Chris will honestly agree with me there. If he were here. Do you think the story is compelling? Email us at Azeroth Coast to Coast. <laughs> I don't know why everything is funny today, but everything is funny today. Even just Kevin is funny today. <laughs> I have never been high, so not very. 
high on life, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, would I recommend someone jump in and play WoW now? Yes, I would. I think it's a fun game. I think you should. I think there's definitely some hours worth of content to play. Is it going to be easy to understand if you haven't played in a while? Hell no. There's essences. There's upgrading essences. There's getting essences from random shit that you're not used to doing, like doing conquest points and and stuff like that. I mean, there is so much crap going on, and it's such like all over the map. It's very difficult to know what to do. But if you get in with a friend, and maybe that's why they're pushing refer a friend, because you need someone to walk you through this goddamn game at this point. Um, have them help you and walk you through, and it's it's can lead to some fun times. I disagree, but that's okay, <laughs> because we're not we don't have to have identical opinions. It's probably better that we don't have identical opinions, otherwise this podcast would be really fucking boring. I mean, it is is it is it really not already really fucking boring? <laughs> it's not. LB says, LB's been commenting and we've been avoiding him. So I, I'm sorry, Elbs. I haven't let's point been looking this out at the Twitch. Bit. So if they just gave away a bunch of 445 gear, what is the point of doing normal tier raids? Um, a lot of people are skipping normal tier raids anyway. Like mostly, like doesn't Chris do that mostly now? I believe so. I think he might get for minimal stuff. Like if there's no set bonuses really anymore, so you don't really need yeah. to dig for that. I mean, I I don't really care what the tiers are in terms of like 445 or 450 or 455. Like there can be a level below normal rating gear that you can get, and then have that be the max that you can get. But my problem is is that if you're getting the best gear once a week, it still takes you several weeks to like fill out a whole set of gear if you haven't gotten a lot of gear recently you know mm. it just takes a long ass time i mean unless you want to do mythic plus and unless you have friends to like do all that stuff with um and you know it takes a lot of friends if you want to do rating and like sometimes people don't have that or they're on at odd hours or you know you That's don't right. have sometimes the ability people don't have friends yeah yeah like the, the people on the show right now Definitely. um hey <laughs> Asshole. Okay, Bye. Neth is yeah. the only one with real friends. Um but yeah, I mean it's just you know it's it's difficult to get max level gear in well if you don't have a group of friends that are playing with you and if you're doing solo stuff, you should be able to get decent gear. I mean it doesn't have to be the best gear, but it should still be decent and not take you months. <clears throat> And, you know, Ellie is also adding that there's people that only do Raid Finder. I'm actually entering that tier myself because I, I don't have a Raid Finder. I've been at Raid Finder for a while there. And then there's people that don't raid. This is also true. I mean, I tend to do Raid Finder if I'm not actively raiding because I still want to see the area, see mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It's still not bad. I mean, it takes a little bit longer because you have people that don't... Un- well, I shouldn't say it takes longer because I feel like some of the Raid Finder stuff is comparable to what I was raiding in my previous guild. But, um, yeah, there's definitely 
ways to get through those boss fights and you know people were actually talking to each other and they were explaining strategies and asking if we knew the strategies and bosses took like seven eight minutes to get down even on raid finder i mean i think that's the advantage of playing early on in the in the looking for raid is that like they're not just steamroll fights like you actually have to know some mechanics and um which i think is cool but yeah i mean getting gear for the content that you want to do is important and like having that not take forever i think is helps improve your enjoyment of the game yeah i mean i wouldn't argue that in the slightest um but yeah i mean i would also like to see like how easy it is to find a raid group like that's something that I'm thinking about doing now is like, maybe I do want to try normal or heroic raid tiers. Like how easy is it find a raid group? Are they going to be competent? Am I going to have to put in a shitload of time a week to do that? Um, Our Um, server, it should be fairly easy. Our server is well populated. Okay. Yeah. Cause you know, I've only ever raided with a single group and I've never had to actually find a raid group. So this is going to be an interesting exercise. But LB tells me that I should definitely try to play it, and so did Chris, because Chris um, said that this raid tier in particular is very fun, and that the fights are interesting. So I mean, I'm you're also playing a healer, so... That should make it a little bit easier. Yeah. Oh, Keto. And, um, well, I am playing Discipline, though, which is kind of, you know supposedly not the best this tier who gives a shit Mm -hmm. you should be able to have fun yep so i mean the interesting thing is is that going back and playing well there actually tends to be some things to talk about for good or bad (laughs) yeah i i mean as long as you're having fun dude that's all i really care about yeah. As long as you're having fun, bruh. Thanks, Gavril. You're I appreciate welcome. You. Now, after that 30 minutes of conversation. <laughs> Did that kill the 30 minutes that we were trying to kill in our magical we didn't timer? We need to kill 30 minutes. We could have just ended it. <laughs> well, you said, hey, we have 30 minutes. Well, I was just going to say, just for a two-hour show, we had 30 minutes to kill, basically. But, uh, but I'm pretty much done. I mean, he's not going to say it, and he's just going to end the show. That's what cool. now? I'm ready to end the show. All right, that's fine. I you all have any time final you thoughts? Say there's 30 minutes, he'll just end the show. Any final thoughts? Mm, nope. Kevin? Um, <clears throat> final thoughts are, let you us know it. your feedback about whether you want to see more non-WoW related content and if you feel that that's a good direction for the show I would love to hear your thoughts and opinions people work at that uh, no final thoughts for me uh, anybody got any do that's or don't do that's <laughs> I have one go ahead um, don't spend time killing your own faction Especially in non-PVP servers. <laughs> it, it leaves a bad feeling in your mouth. 
There's a bad feeling in your friend's mouth, too. <laughs> that okay. sounds like a personal problem. Sounds like a you problem, sir. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um, I don't really have anything for do that or don't do that. Don't yeah. be evil like Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do have one. Don't show up and then disappear? Question mark? Shots fired? Shots fired! Shots fired. Unwarranted. Unwarranted. I love you, boo, but uh, yeah. Don't know where you at, boo. Well, I'm hoping everything's okay, because he kind of just randomly was like, I gotta go. He's kind of fucked off, yeah. I hope that everything's okay. As much yeah. as we're as much as we joke around, I do hope that it's not it wasn't anything major. Yeah. As well. Agreed. Uh but yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love you, buddy. Agreed hundred percent. Uh hope everything's going well, Chris. Just uh keep us in the uh in the uh in the loop, sir. Uh and I guess that's it. That it? That's it. Okay. Jeez, that's it. That is yeah, it's going to be the show for this week, folks. Stars and You can find us on Twitter. The show is at AzerothCTC. Mr. Kevin, of course, is at SwingCat with AK. Chris is at Akari underscore Meg. I am at Gavril underscore ET. Neth is at Nethwinch. Uh, send emails to feedback at AzerothCTC.com. We'd love to hear from you. Join us live on Saturdays when we report and stream the show on twitch.tv slash AzerothCTC. For links to today's show, you can visit our website at www.azerothctc.com. Shoot us a review, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, whatever the hell you choose to listen to us with. Say yawn, boys and girls. Yawn. Yawnies. <laughs>